The Maryland Made Podcast provides timely, relevant, and practical information to empower student-athletes to explore their potentials pursue and pursue their passions. We facilitate an inclusive environment for student-athletes to refine their leadership, explore professional possibilities, and enact change in their communities. All right, y'all. So on today's episode, we have Jackie Albanis, a clinical social worker for sports psychology from our sports psychology team at the University of Maryland. Today, we're going to be diving deeper into what performance anxiety is, how to best manage the internal and external pressures, and also ways to support student athletes who may face it. Today's conversation is timely as we are now entering the month into the year where most of our teams will start competing. Jackie, to go ahead and start, can you please give us a brief introduction of your background and why you chose to work in this field? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I kind of have been a social worker for age myself a long time. Uh, <laughs> I won't give the specific number, um, but I got my master's in social work from the University of Maryland School of Social Work in Baltimore. Um, and I've done a little bit in the realm of child welfare, doing treatment foster care, worked in the public school system, um, doing special education. Um, I've been a coach. Uh, I coached basketball for a little while um, and, you know, kind of all brought me to the point of being here at this amazing institution. Um, this is essentially the role. It's like my unicorn job, if you will. Um, it's like, you know, what I wanted to do out of grad school, um, but it just wasn't as prevalent back then. Um, and it wasn't really, they weren't kind of utilizing clinical social workers in that space. Um, but I'm extremely fortunate that has kind of come around and allowed me to kind of be a part of such a team, um, that provides the mental health and performance support to athletes. Um, so it was always one thing that I always knew athletics was a really big drive of mine, but also so was supporting people. Um, so it kind of brings those two worlds together in the most perfect form for me. So uh, I was able to join the team here at the end of November last year and been loving every second of it. Oh, awesome. So so your one year is coming up, yeah. which is super exciting. So what has been your favorite thing in your close to a year's time um, being a, being able to be a part of the team? I don't know that I could pick like one thing. I just think the whole experience has just been right. Like there's different aspects. I think that even come around every day, being able to just connect with all of the different layers that we kind of interact with, with athletics and just see the bigger picture and see how we can, again, like just all come together and try and create the same language and same platform to support everyone, right? Like, cause it's kind of a ripple effect that when we support ourselves, we're supporting the athletes when the athletes are supported, it makes us feel good, right? Like, so it's just like a nice big circle that allows us to just like creating the relationships maybe then is the best way to kind of like mm -hmm. sum it all up. Like, I just think the, the level that's, that we've been able to achieve because our whole department, um, director, Dr. Hall just reached her year mark, maybe like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris is getting ready to come up on his uh, this coming month in October and mine will be in November. Um, so just what we've been able to accomplish in a short amount of time, I think just um, makes all of us feel really good to kind of be welcomed in such a space. Um, so we really, we really put a lot of emphasis on those relationships so that we can support each other and, you know, the whole student body, the whole uh, community, as far as like, you know, colleagues and everything else. I'm, I mean, I've only been here three months and so far that's definitely like building relationships. I can definitely relate to that is how it all encompasses like the great experiences that we're able to have with everyone involved. So thank you for sharing your background and a little about you. Um, so to talk into the conversation, just so we can all start at the same point, can people, for everyone listening, can you give us a brief definition on what performance anxiety is and then what it may look like in a student athlete's life or lifestyle? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think a good way to just kind of summarize it because it can show up a lot differently for individuals, but it's just for like kind of finding stress or difficulty in performing a task in general. Like, you know, I think when we say performance anxiety, people think just specifically sports, but like, you know, your question kind of says it can affect life in general, whether it's test stuff or like, you know, some people have to do public speaking. Um, but, you know, therefore it can be in the moment, but it can also be like people start getting, you know, feeling stress, feeling that anxiety before a task as well. Um, so whether it's just kind of the butterflies, right? Like of like, okay, like I'm nervous, but I have trust in myself, or it's kind of getting to the point of feeling like we're going to fail, humiliation, things like that. And so it can kind of show up whether some people end up getting like physical symptoms, um, right? Like that anxiety turns into the physiological of like nausea, headaches, um, things of that nature. And it can also kind of affect relationships with ourselves and with other people. If we start to kind of withdraw a little bit or we're starting to shut down or kind of being finding it difficult to focus, finding difficulty in, in having like motivation to do even what we kind of want to do because we're just nervous um, about what the pressures of, you know, the performance and kind of how it's going to go and, you know, all those things kind of come together. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, um, so as Jackie was just describing, you know, what it is, what it may look like. Um, just want to dive a little bit deeper into what the different factors first so a little bit of internal versus external external so um can you give a few examples of maybe some internal factors that may cause student athlete to experience performance anxiety yeah right so it can kind of come from a multitude of spaces in our life we can be stressed about academics so we're overthinking that while we're trying to go into something non-academic right like our sport and we're not able to kind of give our direct and full focus to that so we're going to kind of be thrown off a little bit um, or if something's going on personally, like with our family or like different relationships, um, and we're just, again, a little bit worked up there. So it affects even like our, the tenseness in our body, right? So we're kind of like off whether, you know, a, you know, kind of a sport where you have to throw, like kind of throws, throws your body mechanics off. Mm. Um, but kind of also if we're fixating on negative thoughts, like we're just kind of ruminating there and not able to just slow things down be like, okay, like I can move forward with, um, with this perfectionism right? Uh, trying to think like, if I don't do it perfect, like I might as well not be here. Um, and then right, like also either concern of whether we're returning from injury or we're kind of healed from that or never experienced it and just kind of thinking it could be a potential or like all of those things, I think go in all of our heads at some point in time, we just kind of have to figure out managing that. Yeah, so there's two specifically that really, really resonated with me in my experience as a student athlete. Um, I played soccer for five years. So the like fear of not being good enough, like within yourself, you know, you come to college and you're a freshman or whatever, and you see all these people and it's like, how am I supposed to compete with them? Like, I, you know, I'm not, like you said, good enough. So that fear. And then also, I also went through um, um, an ACL injury. So the fear of getting hurt when you come back, like I definitely resonate with that. And I definitely struggle with that. And I had great resources at my university with the sports psychologist and I was able to you know find ways to manage so glad that that there are professionals like you in this space because it it really does make a difference when you have that support and someone that like you know you can lean on so um thank you for sharing those because it it also helps for others listening to recognize things that others may experience to you know be able to maybe identify or lead them into the direction of maybe where they need to go and yeah. so as far as those internal things and so on the other flip, so the external factors um, that may affect, you know, performance anxiety. 
Yeah. So even similar, right? Like to kind of those expectations, we all have like our own individual expectations, but when it comes to like anything external, we're thinking about coaches, you know, our family, our friends um, and everything like that. Like they, we know sometimes we're trying to like release it just to them be like, well, I want to do it for them. And so that kind of like adds to what you're already kind of like having the expectation of yourself. Um, and then fans come into play, right? Sometimes good, bad, indifferent, <laughs> full spectrum, right? Like that causes its own kind of um, issues. Uh, and then, right, like even location, uh, whether that be just like the physical space, like are we home, are we away? But then also, right, weather, whether you play outside or not. Some people don't necessarily like thunderstorms. And if you're an indoor sport, but you got to go to the venue and it's kind of thunder and lightning that day, it again kind of causes those internal stressors that if you think about it, kind of reflect and mirror the performance anxiety can reflect and mirror like our fight, flight, freeze type of responses. So it's like you're trying to like also understand like, what I'm indoors like what does outdoors have anything to do with this or you're trying to just like understand all of it but it definitely all comes into play when you're trying to figure out just like getting yourself prepared to be super focused in this one area of your life that is that is interesting because like obviously like my first came to mind for me I'm like okay coaches family fans but like the weather and those like things that you can't control as far as something like that like even with um so I played soccer so it was outdoors when the game got delayed, you know, you're amped up and it's like, well, what if we don't like, that is something that I guess I didn't recognize that may have, you know, affected mentally how you process like what's about to happen next. So that's it. Like that. Thanks, Jackie. Literally. It was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So talking about what it is, internal factors, external factors. So now just moving into ways to combat performance anxiety. So what in your, you know, or what you've seen with your experience, do you feel has been the most successful or, or other things that you've recently um, seen being helpful with combating that at for student athletes? Yeah, right. So I think sometimes when it's also like maybe the first experience of even identifying that's what the issue is, you just kind of, you know, we got to throw some things out, see what sticks um, and kind of go from there. But, you know, just as a department, even we try and approach it from two sides, right? Because that sometimes that level of awareness isn't there. So providing like psychoeducation um, to the whole team and that like individual athlete can kind of bounce off each other sometimes because uh, we also want to normalize it. Like everybody kind of experiences a little, some are just like impacted a little bit more than others. So like our goal with kind of using the, both of those spaces is to try and give strategies to get an effective mindset to be consistent, rather consistent in kind of how you're able to combat those things. Are we perfect? No, right? But like the the more the bigger expectation is again being consistent and being able to know you have strategies to support yourself. So we have, you know, we have some tools that do a nice job of like breaking them down maybe into like categories, you can say. Um, so one would be kind of like the physiological responses, like we were talking about earlier. So kind of like how it shows up in your body. Um, and a really big one we like to start with because everybody's familiar with it is breathing, right? <laughs> Just trying to be like aware of like how your breathing affects like your ability, ability to kind of engage in some of those regulatory skills. Um, and then there's also something called progressive muscle relaxation, right? Because again, sometimes we get tense. Some people know like, oh yeah, when I feel stressed, like it's in my shoulders. Some people, again, like get nauseous and being able to identify those things and work through them. 
Uh, the next kind of category would be reprocessing. So that's kind of more of the thoughts, right? Like the thoughts and that kind of how that shows up. Um, so we're going to talk about like cognitive reframing, right? Like trying to, if we get negative thoughts, which it's going to happen. We can't get rid of those. We're human, right? It's going to be there, but just how do we kind of be able to acknowledge it, pause in the moment and give ourselves a positive reframe about it? Kind of along those same lines as that self-talk, right? Like being able to like talk to ourselves nicely, give ourselves grace. Um, we're really good about giving it to other people sometimes and not great about giving it to ourselves. Um, and then even being able to create some of that awareness sometimes can come from something like journaling, um, which not everybody is comfortable with, but sometimes like when we keep it in our mind, it's like bold, underlined, the biggest font possible, right? Like all those things. So being able to just see it in black and white sometimes can help us be like, okay, like I can manage this a little bit better than when I thought. Um, and then also the third one would be like distraction. Um, so I think sometimes people might have like a negative connotation of like what distraction means in this type of a space, but it is just being able to say like, hey, like if we're talking about maybe some of the family stresses, like that is a hundred percent important. And in this moment, my full attention needs to go to, you know, my team and go to, like if it's game time going towards that win. Um, so being able to kind of be mindful, right? Like in be mindfulness, right? Like it's really about not like not thinking about anything, but it's about being able to like readjust our focus and bring it back to what we're doing. Um, and sometimes that can also be done through visu visualization. Um, so those three different categories are ways we try and bounce around because depending on what people are familiar with or kind of what stage at it, the stage within that they are, it's kind of everything doesn't work for everybody. And we want to make sure we have like a nice range of strategies to support everyone with. Yeah, something that I really like that you said, it was like, it's going to look different, basically, like for everyone, like that's the beauty is that, I mean, having a resource like you, <laughs> you're able to provide what that specific student needs. And I think that that is so important because we might see, you know, our teammates may, may be meditating over here or this teammate maybe have their headphones in like, or, you know, watching a movie or whatever, like, like, like the distraction piece in a positive way, like that whoever's listening just knows that's important to know that the way that you, you know, combat this could look completely different than others and that's completely okay. And so I love that piece for me. In my personal experience, I I 100% struggled with performance anxiety playing soccer through college and um, just seeing a professional the week of games really helped me break down like what exactly I was fearing and like we just were able to have like really comforting conversations about, you know, just everything. And so for me, my, my outlet for learning how to manage it was just seeing somebody weekly. And so that really, really helped. My, I mean, my whole experience, but also my life in general, because, you know, you build that relationship. And so at, once I was done, I was still able to have those great conversations and then figure out how to manage regular, like performance inside mm -hmm. outside of sport. <laughs> like I had a presentation yeah. a few days ago and going back to those times where it feels like you're competing, but my life looks different now. So um, this is a great conversation <laughs> for me and very like, um, I don't know, I just relate to a lot of things mm -hmm. that you're saying and and learning how to use them in my life now that it looks different than being a student athlete. So thank you for those um, great resources and options and um, reminders. So talking about how, if you are facing it, how, but then on the, on the flip, the support piece. So like, I think you pretty much explained how our sports psych staff assist the student athletes moving through that with those three different things, but how can coaches maybe see these things or 
can you maybe speak to the coaches if they were listening to this conversation about how to support a student athlete that may face face it? Yeah, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but I think, right, like being able to have, and I know it's hard for coaches, right? They have so many responsibilities and some teams are really big, so it's kind of difficult, but as much as possible, being able to just establish like a personal relationship, right? Because therefore you're able to kind of know how the student athlete responds to things normally. So therefore, right, like when the time comes that you're kind of noticing difference in like their kind of uh, physical like expression, right? Like are they stiff? Are they kind of hesitating in a certain type of way? You can pick up on those small cues. You can pick up on like any emotional changes. You can pick up on behavioral changes because sometimes, right? Like we're really good about masking it, right? Like we're like, you know, that, that whole thing. So it's like being able to like have a personal relationship and thus that's creating a different and safe space for them just to talk, right? Let me open. Sometimes we just need to vent. We're not saying I can't perform. I can't you can't trust me to be out there. You can't like, I don't know how to like overwhelm. Like, I just need to say it out loud and just be validated and like, okay, cool. Like, let's go and like, kind of let's get started. So just being able to like acknowledge um, that to validate and to normalize, like, okay, that's where we're at today. We've been there, done that. Let's kind of figure out, right? Like saying to be patient enough to say like, okay, like, let's, let's slow things down, right? We're going to do a little bit of breathing. You need to kind of take a walk, right? Like, Sometimes maybe at practice, be like, all right, we're we're a little off. Just take a lap. Just slow things down. Try and figure it out. Come back. It's no judgment, right? Like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be perfect. But, like, we have to, like, acknowledge that, too, so you can show up, if nothing else, in the way that you want to, um, right? And then, right, also kind of thinking about so much of that can sometimes come from the outcome. And, therefore, we're trying to get to the clock being at zero, and the game just started. We can't we can't get there without be, being here, right? Like fully being here to allow the outcome we want to happen. Um, so trying to like reinforce like process, like and just showing up and doing one thing at a time instead of trying to think about like what we want the end goal to be because mm. we know how to do that, right? Like we know how to play our sport. That's why you're here at this level. You're an elite athlete. You're trusted to do that. So understand, like I trust you to do that, and just like you know, kind of a validate and kind of give them that safe space again to just say like it's okay like I'm here for you you're not alone um and kind of move from there but like being able to also like know some like say breathing right like or some of those like mindfulness things and that's why we're always here to also like just collaborate with the coaching staff too to just say like hey like you can like identify maybe get them started you don't have to really do that full session you can kind of say like okay like let me at least de-escalate in the moment right kind of low uh, intervention, mm-hmm. um, but then just kind of like utilize us as well to kind of provide more of that thor- thorough support in that, you know, in the follow-up. That's awesome. It was something that you said that, re- oh, I was thinking, I didn't know you were a basketball coach and I'm like, I bet you were the best coach ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that was like, I've also, right, like that was, ooh, that was quite a few years ago, but like, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but I think reflecting now too, just in terms of like, again, we all evolve, we all kind of grow as we should, right? Because like, if not, we're not doing it right. We're not putting ourselves in the right spaces or around the right people. Um, so I, I think I'm back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have done this or I could have done that. Right? Like, I, I know I wasn't perfect in that space. Um, and right, like sometimes it's hard for us to, right? Like when we experience a certain like team culture or coaching style, we think that's like the norm. And so we also kind of show up in that kind of way when we're like, wait but that kind of made me feel like this or that made me do this so just also acknowledging some of those like maybe more old school practices that I was used to from my coaches that I could have done a better job at like balancing 
um, you know, just things like that. But again, like we're all human, we're not perfect, but I think that ability to be reflective and kind of uh, like acknowledge like that we could have done better like that means we're human, right? Like we all deserve to like show up in that kind of way first and all of the other pieces of our identity um, as an athlete, as a student, as a professional, as a, you know, sister, who you know, whoever, um, all that kind of comes after. So I think it's been, uh, it's been a really interesting space for me to be here and to be able to reflect on like that experience um, from a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it with everything. I think about something I did last weekend. I was like, wait, I, I think I could have handled that, you know, differently or whatever. But like you said, it's all about evolving. So um, yeah, but I liked all the um, things that you talked about with support. And also um, Kennedy Bell recently did an article on UM Terps mm -hmm. about her transition from high school to college. And she actually talked about the anxieties and fears that she had. But now looking back, like, she said it was all kind of for nothing because she has the support with teammates, pro professors, coaches, trainers, mentors, et cetera. So she's she's been able to see in a short amount of time, like how much the support can help with the transition and with all these new things and how that the anxiety, a fear of the unknown, but that she can mm. look back and reflect. So um, for anybody listening, if you have not read it, you definitely should. She She's amazing. She's a freshman soccer player. Um, she's killing it on the field and off. So just wanted to shout her out for that um, great piece that she was able to share with everybody. So thank you for sharing that, Jackie, as well. Yeah, for sure. And to that point, right, like just being able to normalize like transitions are big, like you, mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned earlier, right? like at each level, it becomes different. You're the big fish in a small pond and then you get here, you're a big fish among big fish, if not bigger fish. And you start to question that instead of just like seeing it as an opportunity, right? Like, cause the kind of cliche of like iron sharpens iron, right? Like, so are, do we put, we also put ourselves here because we knew we could and wanted to be challenged. So being able to like process the difference of like, Ooh, this is, well scary and like I can trust myself to do it because I don't have to do it alone either mm -hmm. so sometimes it's yeah just being able to like say things out loud and that's another part of like you know our department would try to normalize like hey like you don't have to come or touch base or whatever when something's wrong right like that's not what performance is all about that's not what mental health is all about it's about like the holistic like front to back left right up and down like if it's good great like let's celebrate that let's again, develop a level of awareness of how and why we get there, how we feel when we get there. So when we are kind of struggling or those performance anxiety things are coming up, we can feel and acknowledge what those differences are to kind of therefore be able to like say like, okay, well, when I do feel good, I'm able, I do this, or I listen to this music, or I kind of distract myself in this way and allow it to help you like translate, translate, sorry, and make those like reframes in those moments. Yeah. I, I'm like, this is my, I'm in a fellowship. So I'm, you know, from 15 hours away. So when I moved out here, I mean, it's without my family, it's so terrifying, but to have support throughout my staff and the whole community in general, like with you guys, like I know, I think I probably met you my first week or something. Everyone's so kind and welcoming. So like you, like I can see, I feel like my next move or wherever that may be or whatever that like going into it, a little bit more hopeful about having a more mm. positive experience because I think I was just so so nervous that was like overtaking you know the other feelings but um I feel like you know this normal to be nervous and like new experiences but I'm three months in and I feel so supported and I literally couldn't be happier so um I can relate to Kennedy being thinking feeling like you're a small fish but you're actually mm. a big <laughs> you're a big fish everyone's a big yeah. fish <laughs> 
So for the last portion, we got a little surprise called Rapid Fire. So Jackie, I know oh, you gosh. like to work. I've been seeing, I know you like to work out if you're doing your thing. All right, all right. You're, you're the uh, you're the kind of trainer, so take it easy on me now. I just <laughs> I do stuff for fun. That's it's supposed to be. So I just have some. So we're gonna play this or that. So just gonna oh, okay. Yeah, something fun. So I'm gonna say two things, and you're gonna say which one you would rather do or you, you enjoy better. So okay. bench bench press or bicep curls? Oh, bicep curls. I don't really enjoy bench at all. <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, running or the stairmaster slash bleachers. Is there really is there a choice? Is there a good choice? In that? Uh, I think it depends on the day, but I'm going to. I I've done a couple like half marathons. I'll say I'll say running. Jackie, you cannot just throw that in. Like, oh yeah, no biggie. I like. Are you kidding me? Like, so I will say like, I, before I started running at all, like I was super anti running. I was like, nope, don't like it. Don't want to do it. Treadmill outside, like none of it. Um, and one of my colleagues was a huge runner. So it's like, she, you know, kind of lured me into a 5k. I was like, oh, okay. And then you experience that first, like runner's high and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go. Um, then I just cut up in the Annie's. So, yeah. So it was like, it was a different experience. It's something that I think about like often I'm like, oh, I could, but then you know, that's not necessarily 100% where my focus is. So I haven't really run in a while, but I did have a period of time where I was, yeah, races were, races were my thing. That's fire. Yeah. I might have to go to a 5k or something. You know, they have them in. They have them all the time. I can't promise that, but we'll talk after this. <laughs> okay. All right. The third one is sleds or ropes? Sleds. Okay. Last but not least, squats or hip thrust? Ooh. I knew this one was, was going to say there, there's been different points in my like fitness journey where it would have taken one over the other. Um, so I've had both where they've been my focus. Um, man. Maybe I'll just say hip thrust because I haven't been, that's not been a part of my programming lately. So I do think about it though. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like, you know, be well-rounded. <laughs> um, not that. Not that you don't get engagement uh, for those, you know, parts of your body in different ways, but yeah, I haven't done hip thrust in a while. Just mm. squatted yesterday though, so I know it's. <laughs> I don't know the bicep curls. You lost me there, but everyone else, all the other ones, I agree with you. You lo you lost me on the curls. But you like bench? I I probably I just can't really curl that great, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not, not you gotta you gotta do the side angle so you can see the you can see the the benefit. You can see what you're doing. Uh -huh. That's yeah. But Jackie, thank you so much for participating. Like, I really appreciate it. I know you're so, so busy. You're involved in so many different things. So I just appreciate you taking your time today to have this great conversation and continue to work towards destigmatizing mental health and our student athletes. But before we wrap up, can, we, can you please share with our listeners how they can follow you with updates or reach out to you or other mental health resources? So whether that's yeah. LinkedIn, IG, email. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and again, thank you for inviting me and like kind of giving the space to have these conversations too from a different lens that's not just like, you know, sports like kind of putting all of it out there, like just bringing it kind of to a bigger picture. So we definitely appreciate you guys all the time for that. Um, so we definitely have a UMD sports psych on IG, so literally at UMD sports psych. Um, myself, I'm at Jackie underscore LCSWC. Um, email J-A-L-B-A-N-E uh, one. Yeah, one at umd.edu um and then right like i'm in gossip come on by anytime 
Uh, we love people like, you know, I know I have to see you guys on the other, on the other side of the hallway, just stop in, um, just say hi, right? Like, again, it doesn't have to be anything major. We're just here to, to support you, celebrate you and do all those things. So anyway, you want to reach out, don't hesitate. Great. I literally will see, I'm like waving through the, through the study. I'm like, hey, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. But um, to all our student athletes listening, please take advantage of the the resources that you have. Like the sports psych team is amazing. And I know for a fact that they do everything that they can for you guys. So please use that because, you know, once you, once you leave the institution, hope, hopefully having the tools to, whether that's continue, continuing to see someone professionally or not, but um definitely using it while you're here because you got some great folks in your corner and to all of our members that is listening a few upcoming events so the podcast up every monday at 9 a.m we have ace the interview some career readiness happening on october 10th 7 to 8 30 and then another career readiness branding and storytelling on october 11th from 7 to 8 both in gossip hall if you have any questions you know where to reach us so jackie hope you have a great rest of your day and Podcast listeners, see you next week. Thanks, Lonnie. You too.